Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. going to ask you to turn to second kings four and we're going to get into this portion of the word father we just thank you for your presence in this house thank you for a word that is going to get us pushed on into this new year with a goal set before us and a race that only we can run i pray that you will anoint these lips Father, let me speak only what you would have me to say in Jesus' name. Amen. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as a slave. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing at all there except a little oil. Go around and ask all your neighbors for the empty jar, Elisha says. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside, shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she began pouring. When all the jars were full, she said, bring me another one. But her son replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. I know I preached on this passage uh, several months back, but it's not that message. Then the oil stopped flowing. That's where we're going. But in verse 7, she went and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what's left. And this morning, I, I just want to speak to you about the vessel that was used because we are to be vessels of honor unto God. And in this new year, that should be the cry of our heart. God, I want to be your vessel. I want to live accordingly to what you have purposed for me to live. Where there's no vessel to pour in, the oil ceased. The miracle in this story was the availability of the vessels that could be used. Many times we complain to God that we need a miracle, and, but it's not God's fault and it's not heaven's fault. The creditors were at the door and they were going to enslave the next generation of a widow woman. She was in fear they were going to take her son. But we have oil in this house, in this house, so that the next generation, our sons and our daughters, will not be enslaved to drugs and immorality. What is in your house? What is in your personal home? What's going on in your life? Our, play, our home should be a place where the Bible is, uh, is read. Our home should be a place where children hear parents pray. Our home should be a place of peace, and a place of comfort, a place of unity, and place of love. What is in your house can either, either bring honor and blessing to the next generation around you, or what is uh, in your house it can hinder the blessings of 
God in your house. That's where that blessing and cursing comes on. We have a brand new year to change our ways. We have a new year to cause a shift to come in this mind. What are you saying when you get out of bed every morning? What is your declaration? And do you stick with that declaration or do you come back and forth? Do you get out of the bed and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will be glad at it. And then something goes wrong and you begin to talk and gripe and complain about how wrong you were done or do you go back to the to, back to where I will bless the Lord oh my soul with everything that is within me that is the place that God is trying to get his church to that will bless the things around us and the people around us the more that you bless me I believe the more that you're going to be blessed the more that I bless my child my grandchildren the more that I bless those and my staff and everybody that's around the more that we bless them the more that they grow and the more that they flourish we've got to change what's coming out of our mouth we have to be a vessel of honor that God can use The woman had only one jar of oil. The prophet, he knew something. He knew that that jar of oil that she had would keep the next generation free. That one jar was going to keep the next generation free. Noah had an altar when he didn't even have a home. Many of us have a home, but we don't have an altar. See, an altar will save our families. When we bless in our homes, it's going to save our families. You may not be using four letter. Surely to goodness you're not using bad. Those words that you know you're not supposed to be saying. You know, you can get real offended by that. You, somebody curse in front of you. I don't like, I don't, I don't, you know, every once in a while I might say something I shouldn't. But those words are not the only cursings. And we need to be offended and we need to repent as much as we would if we had said some really nasty words to somebody. And God is holding us accountable this year on what we say. The prophet told the woman, go get vessels. Get as many of them as you can and bring them in the house. If you want a miracle, you have to do something because God has the oil. But you have to provide the vessel for him to fill. He told her, don't go borrow a few. Get a whole lot. Because, see, we determine the magnitude of our miracle by what we allow him to fill up in our life. God doesn't. You do. The less, or the less of you that's in, in the way and more vessel that you provide, the greater your miracle. We tell God that we want to be used by him, but we only want to give him part of our life. You know, I can deal with this. But God says, if you give me what you got, I can fill your vessel with the presence of the Holy Spirit. I can show you the purpose. I can show you the plan that I have for your life. I'll give you my anointing. I will pour my oil into you. And he said that if you'll just give me your devotion, if you'll give me some time so I can speak to me, if you will allow 
your thoughts to be thoughts, uh, uh, thinking on thoughts that are good, thinking on thoughts that are pure, thinking on thoughts that are holy, not the, all the stuff trying to figure everybody else out and talking about every situation just like this guy did with those that needed new glasses. Everywhere he went, he was grumbling. He was not aware that those people around him were hurting. He was not aware that, that the enemy was trying to destroy them. All he wanted was what he wanted. God, help us in this new year to look out of different glasses not just in a message I'm preaching but I pray that it's just heart today something drops into our hearts drops into our spirit that we want to be different we want to change we say Holy Spirit help me I want to speak right I want to do right I don't want to be like I was last year. I don't want to get annoyed about the things that I got annoyed about. I don't want my house to be a place of contention. I want my home to be a place, an altar of prayer. I want it to be a place when my children walk in the room, they feel peaceful. They love being in my house. Do you know that my children still, when they come in, they always like to come. They say, it's always so peaceful here. Make your house a peaceful place to walk into. When she started pouring the oil, the oil started to flow. The more she poured, the more there was to pour. And we'll say that again. When she started pouring the oil, you can read it for yourself. The more she poured, another vessel, another vessel, the more there was to pour. It was just a miracle. Then all of a sudden, she ran out. That, that was all out of one jar. I have no idea how many vessels. It doesn't tell us how many vessels that she filled. But when there was no longer a vessel, the flow stopped up. See, heaven's not our problem. The church is not our problem. We're not your problem. Your neighbor's not your problem. God is just looking for available vessels so he can pour in and through. When God sees vessels that are available, he will never stop pouring his blessings into you. Do you know that God wants to bless you so much more than you want to be blessed? Do you know that he wants to use you so much more than you want to be used? He has great plans for us. But we let our flesh stay in, in the way. I'm sure that there were other vessels in that little village that the woman, you know, she went and got all that they would give her. But do you know there were probably other vessels in that little village, but they were not available. They were being used for something else. Something that didn't have the value that the oil had. Anybody know where I'm going here? Anybody get what I'm saying? Vessels that were unavailable because there was stuff that was in them already. Already filled up with something else. And she couldn't use them to pour oil into and it could have been that when they found out all about that oil being poured they said my goodness why didn't I throw that thing on the ground why didn't I take my oil pan over there why my jar over there why didn't I get it full of oil while it was pouring did you hear about that miracle in the neighborhood did you hear about that village did you hear what happened over there with the little widow woman uh, did you hear that the debtors were coming to her door and they were going to take away her son? But did you hear how the man of God told her, what do you have? And she had a little jar of oil and he said, go collect, go get some jars to put it in. And she began to pour and the story goes like this. I didn't see it with my eyes, they said, but they 
come out of there and they paid the creditors. And not only that did they pay the creditors, but there was more than enough left for the sons. For that next generation was not enslaved because of the lack. And the only reason that we are enslaved with lack in any area of our life is because we fill our our vessels with things and God says there's no room for my oil to flow through you. And God has said, I'm looking. I'm looking for vessels that won't blame everybody else. I'm looking for vessels that will not be ashamed of of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm looking for some people that just, they're different. Yes, they're separated. They're called out that says, you know what? Life as usual. Life uh, as everybody else is living, it isn't working. The way I'm doing it isn't working. I am willing to make that change. I'm willing to lose that 85 pounds. I'm willing to lose my tantrums. I'm willing to lose my selfishness. I'm willing, God, if you'll just take this vessel. If you'll take and you change me. I don't care what you do with me. Just strip me down, whatever. I am willing to do that. I just want the oil of the Holy Ghost poured in my life. The container... That they poured that all in was also very important. You know, when you go to the store and you buy your weeks or months or like me, I just go every two, three, four months only when it, when it gets desperate. Well, when I go to the store, I need bags to carry my groceries out with. It'd be really, really hard if they didn't give me. I, I know, you know, we have some stores where you can buy, but there are bags you can buy if you don't take your own. But if there was none, and I tried to carry it all out, before I got to the car, I'd drop something. And I'd have to make several trips. So a container is so important so that we don't ruin, drop the eggs and step on them and break the milk and so on and so forth. It's really a container is a very important thing. That jar was very important. When Daryl asked me, do you want coffee? And I say, sure, yes. He knows I do. You want a cup of coffee? But sometimes he says, do you want a coffee? I don't want just coffee. I want something to hold that coffee in. Don't bring me just coffee because it's going to hurt me and I can't drink it. It has no value to me. There has to be a container for that coffee to be poured into. Even if it's a styrofoam cup, there has to be a container for the anointing of the Lord to flow into our lives. And if it's filled with something else, he can't pour it in on us. If I, if that coffee cup that he brings me is filled up with something like a Coca-Cola inside of it, and he tried to get coffee in there, It wouldn't work because it's filled with something else. Our miracle or the provision, whatever it is, is looking for a vessel. God is looking across this auditorium today and he says, are you a vessel that I can use? Are you one that I can pour into when God sees vessels that are hungry and available He'll never stop pouring out his blessings. So if we're short on blessings, let's back up, okay? I'm sure that the little lady, the vessels that were available, the value of it, she had no idea. 
She had no idea that her story would be told in many pulpits. She didn't know what her act of obedience would do and what it would speak to all of you and I. But it was very important, that container and what had happened that day. There is no problem with God's provision. Can you imagine what kind of mother puts milk into a baby's bottle that's been sitting for two or three weeks? Never been cleaned. Had old, spoiled milk in it. But she doesn't, she wouldn't care, would she? And she'd just pour that milk into that baby bottle. And she'd hand it to that baby. What kind of good mother would ever do that? None that we know, right? See, if our container is clean... We would think that surely she would wash that bottle first. We think surely she would sanitize it. Surely she would do everything that she could to make sure that it was pure, that it was clean, that it was right. It was a container that could be used for her baby to drink its milk out of. Well, God's wanting the same thing out of you. We are vessels to be of honor so that he can pour his spirit into us so that he can use us. I know we're not perfect, and you're never going to be perfect, and and he doesn't ask us to be. But there are some things that he says, if you will give me some time, if you'll seek me first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then the things that you need are going to be added to your life. But you've got to do this first, first things first. God says, I've got the oil, I've got the dream, and I've got the vision. I just need someone that will clean the vessel a little bit so I can put my presence in. You say, how can I do that? By the washing of the word. You know, what's the word say? What's the word say? It's the washing of the word that that shows us how to act and react. Read read the Beatitudes. Learn how to be. You know, we we have to learn how to put put those glasses on and and, uh, forgive and love. Like Jesus said, I have one commandment. You know, when God formed the earth, created the earth, and then he formed humanity on the earth, he said to the human, the Latin word says human means dirt. He said to the dirt, remember when you die, your body's going to go back to the dirt, but your spirit's going to live on. He put a spirit in a vessel of dirt. Isn't that amazing? Put a spirit inside that vessel of dirt. He breathed life into it. And he said, I'm going to give you dominion over the earth. Every creature, including the serpent. I put my spirit, Adam, only in vessels. And so, as I breathe into you, my spirit is in you. He didn't give spirits Dominion over the earth without a body. Spirits don't rape. Spirits don't kill. Spirits don't do all that ugly stuff. Spirits don't curse. Spirits don't, you just, whatever. They don't do that. Have to have a body. That's why when Lucifer came to the garden, came to Adam and Eve, what did he do? He took on the form of? He had to have something to operate because he was just a spirit. Took on, and and that's how he he decided, that's how he deceived. 
if Adam and Eve hadn't listened to him and stood in the dominion that God had given them, mankind would not have been cursed today. We all know that. Had it not been for that. But remember that Jesus came and he put it back in place in dominion, us back in that rightful place at the cross. Don't you love that? What the enemy deceived with. So it's, it's very important. The container is so important. These jars of clay, we are important. You are important today. You're so important for the Spirit of God to work and to flow through. I'm hurrying up here. 42 generations later, God found a vessel in a little young girl named Mary that he could put his spirit in. Remember, God's a spirit. And he needed a vessel to pour his oil into. The miracle of the incarnation of Christ in the Virgin Virgin Mary is he found in the vessel of Mary. Someone that was empty and clean of self. Can, can you just imagine? He just comes and he's basically saying, Mary, can I borrow your body for nine months? Are you willing to go through the hard times? Because this is not going to be easy. She's having all these thoughts. And he was just basically saying, are, are you willing to lay down your plans that you and Joseph had planned? You know, the way you were going to do your wedding what you were going to do in your first child. And you guys had it all planned out. I know you did. But Mary, are you willing to change your plans? Are you willing to let me put your spirit in you because I need a vessel? Are you willing? Because I know that you don't think you're much, Mary. And you're right. You're no good without me. But in and through what I'm going to do, through you and in you, it's going to astonish you and the whole world. Mary says, let it be to me <laughs> according to your word. God's looking for men and women in 2014. That can just stop for a minute and all of our junk. We've all had junk. Everybody has junk. We, if we could sell junk, my goodness, we'd make a fortune, wouldn't we? We could take the junkyards of stuff in our life, the disappointments, the hurts, the anger, all of the things, what everybody owes us, whatever we think they owe us, and whatever we've done to them. We could take the junkyards of our life and we could throw them all away and get rid of them and start all over. Wouldn't you do it? You can. Brand new start. Brand new start. See, I want to get you unstuck. We keep repeating, 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 repeating. And it's going to take a real paradigm shift in our minds. But Mary said, let it be 13-year-old, 14-year-old. You know, a little controversy there how old she was. She was young. A little girl, a little young virgin that said, when the angel asked, don't you know that her mind, because I, humanity just works. Don't you know in those moments, it's like, oh my gosh, what is Joseph going to say? Well, my mom, my dad, are you willing to give up your plans to carry the anointing, the deliver in, 
See, the value is not in the cup or the jar. That's why we don't worship or pray to Mary. We honor Mary and we appreciate her. And we respect her, but she is not deity. We honor and we worship what she carried. We thank you for honoring Pastor and I. Thank you. But you honored us because of what we carry. (laughs) The anointing, the all of the Holy Ghost. And may he and I be better, cleaner, pure vessels in 2014 carrying the oil than we ever have. Don't let, may we not allow other stuff in the vessel that the oil of the Holy Ghost cannot be poured into it. Help us not to be offended by somebody else and take that offense and carry it with us. Help us not to have hurts in our heart because somebody said something. Or help us not to get something between us that would stop the flow and the anointing of the Holy Ghost in our life. See, we can change and give him all he wants is vessels of honor today. She carried the Jesus, the name above all names. She carried the one mediator between God and man. She carried the man, Christ Jesus. We thank God that Mary was willing to be a vessel of our miracle. I don't know about you, but I don't understand how the God of this universe shrank himself down and put himself into a dirt jar, into a dirt vessel. I don't understand how God came down. And out of that little virgin girl's womb came a seven, eight, nine-pound baby. I don't know how much he weighed, but he came out a baby boy and that, and that was just like any other little baby boy. But he became the, he was the Messiah. And it is recorded that even when he walked through a crowd, people would touch, reach out just to touch the hem of his garment. And all God needed that day was a vessel. Had she been full of herself and her plans and said, no, I'm sorry, but Joseph would not have liked it. No, I promised Joseph. No, my parents will be so embarrassed. I'm sorry. You're going to have to pick somebody else. No, I have other plans. We got my party coming up. No, I'm sorry. We do it. We do it. Our TV show is on and we don't want to miss it. I'm mad at my husband. I'm not going to talk to him. I'm just done. Your vessel begins to get fuller and fuller. And then we go and cry. God, we have prayed. We have believed you. We have quoted every scripture that we know. Where is your provision that you promised us? Oh, come on now. God said, I'm looking for vessels that are empty of themselves, pure and holy and clean. That when we sin, we make it right. When we sin, we have an advocate that we come to and we say, Jesus, I'm sorry. And then we go make it right with the person. If we've offended somebody, we don't go and say, well, maybe I should apologize to them. No, we come with a heart of repentance and we say, I am sorry I wounded you and I'm sorry I hurted you, hurt you. I I'm going to do my very best to be different. 
That's how the oil of the Holy Ghost will flow in your life. That's how the miracle will come forth. That's how you will see the glory of God come down in your life. That's when we will, as a church, when God's people begin to love him more than they love what is happening in their everyday life. That's when you're going to run. Like you've never run before in those things that God's told you. You're going to give up self and say, I'm just tired of being mean. I'm tired of being ugly. I'm tired of being moody. I'm tired of, I'm just wearing myself out with me. I'm going to empty myself of me. And when he comes and he says, will you? (laughs) Could I borrow your vessel? See, these vessels aren't going to be here forever. There are going to be other vessels, but these aren't going to be here. But while... I'm here. I want to hear that call when he comes to me. (laughs) That the vessel is not so full of me. That he can't pour the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That's going to bring deliverance and healing and victory to your life. This is 2014. Satan hates your body. Do you ever have any tax on it? Sometimes I think I need to wear my Georgian shoes. Remember they, the toes and that came out really, they were bad. They were wicked shoes. We need some wicked shoes. And get the devil out of our life. Remember, he's supposed to be under our feet. And he will torment. He's after your body to stop you, whether he attacks you in sickness or whether he gets you to defile it and bring sin into it. If he can get you to overeat, if he can get you all stressed up and get your blood pressure up, if he can get you to the place where you can't move, that's what he's after. He'll either make you so bitter you're non-effective or he'll make you so sick where you can't do anything. It's always after the body because he knows that if he can stop the vessel, the spirit has to have a vessel to flow through. Because he knows that vessels are what go out and touch and brings healing to people, brings deliverance to lives. Satan's only hope left was to nail Jesus to the cross and destroy the container. All his rejoicing On those three days. We're over. (laughs) Can you imagine? Finally got him. We finally did it. And you know what? I don't even know that he believed that. I think he was watching around him all the time. But anyway, the demons, they were pretty stupid. They probably rejoiced. Jesus. He said... It is finished. He didn't say, I am finished. He didn't say, I am is finished. He said, it is finished. And I did it for the generations to come. I did it for this generation that's going to come. And the enemy is going to try to use vessels to pollute them. And God says, I want a group. I want Solid Rock Family Church to be a church that refuses to be polluted by the things of the world and lets the pureness of the Holy Spirit come into their lives. There's no beginning or end to him because he was in the beginning. He was God. He was already there. And at the end, he's still going to be. And it's going to go on. The vessel that was 
in the tomb. 72 hours later, God connected his spirit with that body. And that body rose. And it went in and he stole the keys from Satan. See, uh, to Satan's house. Satan don't even have those keys that he thought that he had. He, the victories that he thought he won. Jesus came forth victorious so that we could live in victory so that the enemy cannot hold you a prisoner. If you're a prisoner, then he is trespassing illegally because Jesus has redeemed you from the curse of the law. Greater preachers then Pastor and I are sitting in this house. Much greater, much greater than we are. There's young ones here, Austin. There's young ones, Nathan. There's young ones like Jennifer. And on and on, Heather. Stephanie's, the Luke's, the Kendra's. The young ones, the next generation, Caleb, the next generation, or Richie, the next generation of young ones, Morgan, the next generation all around us, your children. Some of them are going to be raised up and they're going to go. They're going to be missionaries and they're going to reach farther. They're going to preach more messages. They're going to touch more little ones than Pastor and I were able to do. There's going to be a greater anointing. If we will keep our vessels pure and holy and we will allow the Holy Spirit to flow through us, God is going to release a generation out of this church that is going to touch many nations. There's songs that haven't been written yet. There's greater songs than what Missy has written. I don't know who, I don't know what young lady or what young man's going to write, but there's going to be greater writers. There's going to be greater singers than Stephanie. There are going to be greater ones that's going to come along after us, but we have to empty our vessels of unforgiveness. We have to teach them that attitudes matter. We have to teach them that complaining. We have to teach them that grumbling about things matter, that that's not the way you're supposed to live. We have to teach them by our example what it means to be a clean, a pure vessel before God so that the oil of the Holy Ghost can come into their life and and heal and deliver and they be used in a greater measure than you and I have been. We are either containers of trash or treasure. Only the Holy Spirit can deal with you. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Maybe the F words don't bother you. Pretty soon you'll be seeing them. Maybe watching movies with things that five years ago would have horrified you. Now they don't bother you. Vessels getting polluted. And yet you're wanting the anointing. Come on, I know. Hey, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to help you. I hear God saying, I'm looking for you. You're sitting in this house, and I have a call. I have a promise. If you'll just give me your container, I want to use you. I will astonish you and the world around you what I can do if you will give me a container that's usable and not full of self. It's everybody else's fault. If they'd all get straightened up, life would be good. Stop it. No one, your wife, your husband, your child, your church, your pastor, no one. 
is your problem. No one is your problem. You've allowed unforgiveness, hatefulness. Try a little kindness. Try a little tenderness. Make yourself vulnerable. Because holding on to it is polluting the vessel and filling it up. The word of God teaches us to guard our heart with all vigilance. Vigilance. Be careful, little feet, where you go. We used to sing that, didn't we, to our children. See, Satan wants to defeat us in the natural realm. Young people, just because everybody else sing it and everybody else does it, Satan wants your body. He wants to fill you up with a lot of regrets because he knows that you're a vessel of oil. It's going to reach nations. Nations is humanity. First Corinthians six nineteen. I told you I was winding down, and I am. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Remember, the devil can use any part of your body, any part of us, to defile ourselves. If you give it to him, he'll do it. Remember when they took Jesus' body, they laid it in a borrowed tomb. He only needed it for a little while. He, he didn't need it. He didn't, you know. Remember the little woman she went and borrowed? She only needed a little while. She only needed that vessel, you know, to pour out, pour out. Everything's going to be all right. He didn't buy it. But I'm so glad that 1 Corinthians six nineteen says he bought us. Aren't you glad that he didn't just borrow the vessel that we got to use, but he bought us. We're going to live forever with him. We may see ourselves as a styrofoam cup, but let it be a clean cup today. doesn't matter what it is because the glory is not in the vessel, but it is what is in the vessel. It is what is in there, the dreams, the vision, the purpose, the anointing that he puts on you. God wants to raise you up. If you're being used at all of God, if you see anything that's good in Pastor and I standing up here, let me tell you that we know these vessels are no more than a styrofoam cup. And it has to be the anointing and the oil of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for joining us today at At The Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at darlenesolidrock at gmail.com. Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At The Table. You can also check us out at darlenerhodes.org. Also at wawministries.org. Thanks again for joining us at At The Table with Darlene.